But what is going on, everybody? Thank you so much for joining us today for the Life and Leadership Podcast. Thank you so much for being here. I really hope you enjoyed our last conversation with Jay Allen Mendoza as we had a great discussion on leadership and the power of relationships. It was so good. If you haven't already, please stop this episode right now. Go ahead and hit hit the pause button. You can go back. You can listen to that uh, because it was just that good. I really believe that you will get something out of it if you haven't already. I've listened to it a few times and it really is changing the way that I'm viewing my relationships and and my leadership. And so he's just a great friend, but also a great leader. And I was grateful to have him on there. Well, this week, I'm really wanted to hop on here and, and talk with you about something that I believe is something that many of us struggle with in our life without even realizing we're doing it. And we'll get caught up in people, we'll get caught up in our work, we'll get caught up in our life, and we'll miss out on something that God has placed inside of us. You know, we'll have you know, school grades and assignments and things like that, and we'll miss out on what God has placed inside us. And it's this thing that many people talk about, but we don't necessarily really study or define for ourselves, and it's our potential. So if you're taking notes, if you're listening in the vehicle, make sure that you're just you know, putting that in your mind. This is all about our potential, and what is the quickest way to kill that potential? That is what today's episode is all about. You know, I remember being a young student ministries pastor in Atlanta, Georgia, and hearing from many people in my life about how I had, quote unquote, potential. And it was after about the fifth person in a week that told me this, man, I was fed up. I thought to myself, I don't want potential for the future. I want to utilize who I am now, who God has created me right now to make a difference. And I said this to a guy that was sitting in front of me and he caused me to open up my mind to something that I never even thought of. And I was 20. I really barely knew anything about what I was doing inside the church and what I was pursuing. Uh, I felt like uh, I was just married, so I didn't really know much about my marriage. Like, I had all this potential, but I wanted to be great now. I didn't want to just have potential for 10 to 15 years down the line. I wanted to utilize who I was now and make a difference in the world. And this is what he said to me. He said, Joey, you have a ton of potential, but you're killing every day by not strengthening it. You are killing your potential every day by not strengthening it. You have yet to put the time and effort into watering the seeds that God has placed inside of you because you're too worried about the plants that are already blooming around you. Stay faithful and focus on what God is doing through you. Maybe you need to hear that today. Maybe you need to hear that you are so focused on everybody else's things that are going on in their lives. You know, you're so focused on their highlights on social media or the things that they're telling you about that you don't even really pay attention to what is going on in your life. We have to stay faithful. We have to focus on who God and what he is doing through us today. See, this opened up my mind from this conversation because so many of us struggle with the idea of having great potential. It's something that every boss tells a new hire. You know, someday when you when you start here and you, you get going, man, you'll shine because of all the potential that you have. You see, but we want to turn that potential into actually doing something as leaders, right? You know, but if we aren't careful, then we'll see our potential die before we can ever maximize it to its fullest capacities. You know, that potential that you have inside your life, before you maximize it to its future capa- uh, capacity and its fullest capacity, we could slowly kill it before we even get to there. And so today, I've got three ways that you can kill your potential. You know, these ways will kill it very quick. And so it's a play on words, right? These are things that we don't want to do if we want to have great uh, potential and great leadership in our future. But here are three ways that we can kill our potential. All right, here we go. Here's the first way. Here's the first way. 
We have to waste our time on others. Waste your time on others. You know, I alluded to this earlier in the story as guy was sitting in front of me and, you know, he really called it out. He was like, Joey, you're comparing yourself with, with what other people are doing and, and you're killing your ministry here. You're, you're killing what life you have here. You're killing what God's doing through you here because you're so focused on what other people are doing. You see, we can't get to where we are looking everywhere else other than what we should be focusing on, which is our life. You see, you'll never get anywhere looking side to side. I mean, how effective would you be at driving, right? If you're a car right now, how effective would you be driving if you were constantly looking out of the passenger window instead of the windshield in front of you? You wouldn't be very effective. You'd probably crash. You'd you know, maybe uh, run off the road, all those things, because you're focused on something else than where your focus should be. Runners, if you're running in here, man, have you ever tried to run straight on a treadmill while looking to the left or the right. You know, sometimes I'm in the gym and there's a TV up on the left side that has something different than the TV in front of me and I try to look over there. You get wobbly because you because you aren't designed to do that. You're supposed to be focusing to go somewhere. There's a reason why they place blinders on racehorses. It causes them to focus where they're headed instead of what is around them. We need to place blinders on us in our life. You see, don't be concerned with how much the other employees in your office are selling. You know, focus on the calls that you need to make to get top salesmen or top saleswoman in your office. A lack of focus will never get you anywhere faster. So we have to get focused. You know, the last thing uh, that we could do to to really, you know, uh, on the subject of looking at other people and, and wasting our time on others is the comparison game. Here's the thing about comparison. Comparison kills your humility or comparison brings you depression. Have you ever noticed that? You know, when you're sitting there and you're comparing your, your life to somebody else and you're going, man, I, I actually have it way better than they do. So it it kills your humility. You're no longer humble. You're, you now have pride in your life because you are comparing yourself to somebody who may have less than you or somebody in your opinion that you are better than. We don't always say it out loud, but we've all done it. Or comparison brings you depression. Now, you actually have a great life. You have a great family. You have a lot of things going for you. You're you know, serving in your local church. You have a great job. You have all these things, but you're not going to Cancun every weekend. And so you're starting to look at somebody's highlights of that trip that they saved for three or four years for. And it just looks like, well, that's just what they do. They pick up and they go. And so you begin to get depressed. You begin to get anxious and you worry because you're not getting what one of your friends have. See, when we compare ourselves with others, we look like we're winning. Our humility goes away and pride steps in. You puff your chest out a little bit more because you did it. But when we compare ourselves to others and we don't look like we're doing it as well as they are, we begin to question ourselves, anxiety increases, and depression enters into our life. We cannot do this. We have to be content. We have to have focus. We have to move forward knowing that God has placed great potential in our life. Do not kill your potential. Do not kill it by wasting your time on other people. Because chances are they are not wasting their time on you. Here's the second way to kill your potential. I believe that you are always right. Man, that's the, that's the quickest way, right? Believe that you are always right. Believe that, you know, I, I, any anytime that I enter into a room, I'm going to be right in the conversation. Anytime that I have a debate with somebody, I'm going to be right in the conversation. Anytime I post something on social media, I am always right. Believe that you are always right. That is a quick way to kill your potential. If you want to kill your potential, believe this. 
and make sure that everybody around you knows that. Never apologize when someone tells you something that you don't like to hear or you shut that person out or after all, they, they probably have it out for you anyways, right? And so if you want to kill your potential, you are always right. You never even need to have a conversation with somebody or apologize that you could have come off a certain way because once again, you are always right. This will kill your potential and any relationships you may have as well of people who genuinely care about you. Now, I remember a guy that worked for me at a business that Darren and I ran back in Georgia. He just couldn't believe that he could ever be wrong. He was a product of his mom and dad allowing him to live his life however he wanted and to say whatever he wanted to to them and really to anybody else, whether it was in school or whatever. And so this is a dangerous situation. If you're allowed to say whatever you want to to people, you will never be successful. You will never be able to see that potential come to fruition because you'll always be getting in the way of it. You know, one day he messed up big time at work and he made a family upset at the business that we were running and he yelled at this father of this family and tried to convince me and my boss that he was in the right and all these things, right? Crazy stuff, you know, like he was not living off the customer is always right. He was saying, no, 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 I am always right. He had convinced himself that even though something bad had happened in his area that he should have been watching, that he had no blame, he had no fault, he was right. You know, these types of individuals are exhausting to work with, but also they're not fun to be around. They don't want friends, they want fans. They don't want friends, let me repeat that. They don't want friends, they want fans. You know, they want people to be in their life because they will never tell them no. They'll say they're they're wrong or do anything to try and challenge them. They want people to literally just sit there and clap for them and say, great job, you're doing great, you're right, you're all those things. They don't want friends who are going to challenge them and encourage them and empower them. No, no, no. They want fans. They want people who are going to raise up that banner and say, you're number one, you are right all the time. This behavior will kill any potential that you may have. Why is that? Because you aren't allowing the people God has placed in your life to help grow it. You know, if you want to grow in your leadership, if you want to see the things grow that you lead, you cannot lead like this. You must be willing to say, you're right. I I was wrong. How can I move on from this? If you do this in your leadership with those that God has placed as your leader, then you will constantly be getting raises. You'll get promotions and there will be doors that open for you that you never, ever dreamed of. Let me tell you why this is such a big topic. It's because so many young adults, so many people go into a job And we begin to believe that we have it all figured out within six weeks of working there. When in reality, there's people who have been working there for eight to 10 years who want to encourage you and empower you and grow you into taking over the job. Does that make sense? And so we have to make sure that we are not believing that we are always right. Why is this? Why is it that people want to make sure that that they can come alongside you and encourage you and empower you and, and challenge you and things like that? Why? Because it tests your heart. You know, when you can sit here and say, you know what, I may not see everything the way that you do, but I'm going to trust in you and I'm going to follow your lead. What does that show? It shows a humble heart. It shows a humble heart. It shows that you are willing to learn. It shows that you are willing to be faithful. It shows that you are available. It shows that you are teachable. You see, we have to make sure that we are living our life, our leadership with a humble heart. That is the the second quickest way to kill your potential. It is that believing that you are always right. Let's not do this. Let's make sure that we are uh, being open and available and teachable to those that God has placed in our lives. See, the third way to kill your potential is this. It's do not be a visionary. Don't ever 
be a visionary. What does vision have to do with my potential? You might ask. As you're sitting there in your car and you're, you're, you're listening to this over breakfast, what does vision have to do with my potential? Well, for me, vision has everything to do with your potential. If you don't have vision, then you will never be able to take a risk. If you never take a risk, then you don't ever have to worry about God using you in a big way. You know, if you're not a visionary, then you never have to worry about things changing in your life. Everything will remain stagnant. This will kill your potential. You know, as a leader, you may have the potential to lead a Fortune 500 company. You may desire to be a pastor and lead a church of thousands of people towards Christ. But if you don't have a vision, then you will never get to that, to that point. It doesn't matter the amount of potential that God has placed inside you. If you struggle with being a visionary, then you will never see those things happen in your life. We cannot allow the lack of vision to kill our potential. And I remember back when I was getting married to my wife, we had mentors asking us, you know, what was the vision that you had for your marriage? It was very simple for us. But we wanted to love each other till the day that we died. But we wanted to have kids, we wanted to love them, and we wanted uh, to love Jesus with our relationship and glorify him in everything that we did. And so all these things you would normally say, right? It seemed so elementary <laughs> when we were asked this stuff and we, were, we actually asked the question, Man, why are we why are we doing this? Shouldn't everyone know this stuff as they're getting ready to go into marriage? And this individual that was telling us, uh, going through our premarital counseling, they said, no, you know, you would really think that people would know that. However, I know so many people that enter into a marriage without a vision for what they want it to be, and it fails because both people didn't have desires for where they were going together. You know, it's the same thing for us in our leadership. What is our vision? We have to take our potential and we have to turn it into reality. Maybe for you, you need to get out of town for a day. And maybe out of town for you doesn't mean you actually go out of the city. You go home, you turn your computer and your phone off, and you get a note, a notebook, a journal, you get uh, your Bible, whatever that is, and you start to write down goals for your life. You start to write down visions for your life and what you want to see happen over the next three to five years. You want to see what happens over the next six months to a year. We have to take our potential and turn it into reality. So what are the quickest ways to kill our potential? Man, number one is this. We can waste our time on others. Man, we're not going to do this. We are going to place blinders on and focus on where we are headed with our potential. You know, the second quickest way to kill your potential is that believing you're always right. Man, no, no, no. We don't believe that we're always right here because good leaders do not do that. No, we seek advice. We're going to get uncomfortable and allow others to tell us things that we may not like to hear. Why? Because we want to use the potential that God has given us for big things in his kingdom. And then the third one is this. Don't be a visionary. That is not you. You have a super big vision for your life. You have a big vision for what God wants to do through you. We are going to have a vision because vision allows us to take risk, which allows us to step out in faith and watch our potential become reality. I truly believe that if we get over these things in our leadership, then we will see our potential be used for bigger things than we could ever imagine. You will become a better leader. You will have more influence than you could ever imagine before if you get over these things that are quick to kill your potential because you will begin to step out in faith and watch God do abundantly more through you. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening today. And if you could, please follow, subscribe, share this podcast to any social media platform that you can. This will allow us to fulfill the mission of reaching leaders everywhere through this show. Now, the greatest thing that you can do is give someone your time. And I'm so grateful for that each and every week. And so thank you so much. I cannot wait for next week to share with you more about how we are going to grow 
in our leadership and have an abundant life here on earth. We'll see you then.